When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year. That's like a burrito. I love burritos. I'm just going to go ahead and hit the record button right now. Ladies Hang on. And I don't have my um, headphones on. One sec. <laughs> I don't want to get. I want to make we'll sure. We'll do it we live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Screw it. We'll do right. it live. All right. Who was that? Uh, what was that guy that screamed that? I, I, I got have you. no idea. That news anchor. Yeah, somebody. I ran I ran into him in Times Square one time. It was oh, yeah? Like, yeah, just in passing, like he was heading to work or whatever. Mm. Um, Bill, uh, God, I won't say. I can't think of his name now. But, um, it's okay. Kind of a douchebag guy. But anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you are li- <laughs> you're listening to the 69th, 69th <laughs> episode, if you can believe this, of the Work For It podcast yes, right sir. here on the Makery Speaking Network. Of- and Speaking of douchebags, <laughs> uh, right, right before the show, we have started already digging into hilarious 69 puns. And if you guys want to hear a couple, I, I, in fact, I'll just start off with one right now. All right, you ready? Yes, sir. What do you call two skunks having a 69? What? Odor eaters. Terrible puns. Well, you know, it's we have to honor the number. It's just this is the way it works with our juvenile minds. We (laughs) must honor the number sixty-nine, baby. (laughs) Benjamin, how are you? How you doing, man? Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. I am doing well. I'm doing good, actually. Yeah, things are. Starting to come together. Life is starting to settle down. I think. Knock on, knock on wood. Um, right on, right. Yeah, on. got some exciting things going on, and you know, gonna probably go into retirement here for a little while. So this yeah, is kind of crazy. I, that is kind of crazy. Well, it's good to hear that you're actually moving forward with your plan. And if you if you yeah. don't already know, uh, Ben is going to go in for some pretty heavy treatment uh, for for an ailment that he has, and it's going to basically disable him for the next six months. 
So he's been yeah. prepping for that. And we are behind you 100%. And Absolutely. I'll tell you that um, you're not alone. The community is reaching out, I would hope. Uh, they've reached out to me and wondered where you were. So, you know, I always yeah. I just kind of briefly Absolutely. tell people, like, hey, he's got some health issues and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. but yeah, man, good to yeah. hear that you're on your on the mend. Well, you're on the mend in in your professional world. And yeah. then you will be going through kind of like a tunnel for a while and then you'll be on the other side, which will be nice. Yeah, it'll be weird. It's I've for those that maybe I've probably like three or four, four or five, I have six episodes ago. Um, basically what's going on. I've I've had Crohn's disease since I was about 15 years old. And um, most people, when they get sort of older, it starts to calm down. Mine, not so much. Um, I'm, I've been going through it's because a you're so youthful. Period. You're like a youthful I know. man. That's what it is. I'm like the uh, what do they call that? Fountain of youth. But uh, so <laughs> Benjamin Button. So you're I'm, going backwards, uh, right? God, I hope not. <laughs> kind of in a way. Um, oh shoot! But anyway, uh, I've gone through about every treatment there is for it. Uh, I've been on every medication, literally every medication that they make. Uh, to treat this type of uh, autoimmune dis- disorder and uh, uh, came across some folks in Pittsburgh that are doing stem cell transplants for uh, Crohn's disease. So I am headed back there in a couple weeks, uh, middle of October, and uh, going to go through 21 days of pre-treatment chemotherapy to kill my immune system. And then it will, um, after that recovery, uh, basically I'll get some donor stem cells. That'll be the little seed that starts my new, uh, blonde hair, blue eyed German immune system. That's (laughs) more stubborn and tougher than nails. (laughs) And, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, Ben, but, uh, they, they contacted me. And, uh, in fact, I am going to be the donor that gives these stem cells to you. So uh, you will have a little bit of me in you, buddy. I'm just saying, uh, you know, Hey, why not? Right. Yeah. You're going to start wandering around making knives and like yelling at people and (laughs) drinking too much and all kinds of stuff. I get all your worst. I'd get all your worst traits, you know, you're like, my back is starting to hurt. You'll start getting scammed out of forklifts and uh yeah. <laughs> right. I have this urge to build a grinder all of a sudden. I don't know what yeah. it is. I just want to build yeah. a grinder. Oh, oh my god. Funny. Well, so, dude, yeah, I'll tell you what. I over the holidays, I am going to be coming up there and uh probably yeah. coughing on you a little bit. So, um just be awesome. prepared for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for it. sure I'm I'm going to be up there because my sister-in-law is pregnant. She's having a baby like right around nice, nice. Uh, first week of December, so I'll be in and okay. out of Philly, you know, back and forth a couple of times. Well, shit, uh, guys, if you right if you guys both are going to be in the same place, I might as well be there. Yeah, we'll, we'll make this come out. Yeah, man, we might as well it'll do be, this. It'll be interesting. Well, so Philly's kind of like the complete opposite end yeah. of the state. It is, but right. um, I could fly into Pittsburgh um, though and puddle jump over. to, yeah, to Philly, you could. You know, yeah. I've got um, you get you you got me thinking. And I don't know if that I could even pull it off, but uh, you guys talking about um, B. Cone coming down there and I've got about 10 days. So I'll go back, get some tests done and get everything checked out and then uh, head back to my folks place for about 10 days 
uh, of downtime before they start. So I'll actually start like November 1st, um, which means I've got these 10 days. And I was like, huh, fly to Florida for yeah, five yeah, days? Come, come down to Florida <laughs> do a little work on the new space. I've been like, yeah. crushing it over there. Yeah, that'd be fun. I know you have. guys down there. Yeah, I could use yeah. a set of hands for sure. I've been, <clears throat> yeah. we've been doing, um, we've only owned the space now for exactly one week. But if you've been paying attention on Instagram, you'll notice that the space looks completely different. And we've already yeah. bulldozed down a wall. And now uh, this morning, I spent all morning running um, new wiring. I'm not done yet, but um, putting in like an overdose of outlets. That's like <clears throat> one of my biggest um, regrets in the shop that I'm in now. So when I built that shop out, I put an out, I put a set of four outlets like every eight feet, okay. but I, I only put them like 12 inches off the ground. Right. Mm. Huge mistake. Oh, the, yeah. In fact, the, yeah. in fact, the electrician was like, you know, you should, it's, this is a workshop, but these should be up at like, you know, four or five feet. feet. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I said, I, tell yeah, you. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. So I, I said, you know, go ahead and put them low. And now every time I want to use one of those outlets, I got to like move something out of the way. Uh, and now, yeah. It, yeah. so if you're building out a workshop, just keep that in mind, put your outlets high because it, it really does make a difference. And as far as the are you going to put, goes. um, a good mix of two twenty and, and one ten in there? Or? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. so I went to Home Depot this morning to buy all the the conduit and everything. So, and and the way we did it in the other space was we used all that um, F F C or F S C stuff, which is like that plastic uh, schedule yeah. forty. And nice uh, it, there's a huge shortage of it. Like you can't. I oh, went to uh, three Home Depots and they didn't. They had the the conduit, but they didn't have the boxes. So it was like pointless, Man. right? You, know, you can't, you can't, yeah. if you can't put the box. So I'm like, well, screw it. I'll a... buy them on Amazon. And you can't get them on Amazon either. Mm. Have Dexter 3D print some. Well, that was, that, that could work. <laughs> However, uh, that would take forever. So we, we, right. <laughs> I'm sure idea. that's up to code, right? That's the, yeah, exactly. Right. Why did your place burn down? I don't know. PLA is really flammable, but, um, <laughs> Turns out, uh, yeah, no, but, uh, so what I did was I converted the plan over to metal and it looks better anyway. You know, I mean the metal mm -hmm. conduit just has an industrial look to it and the big it metal does. boxes, it looks cool as hell. So I'm like, you know it. what? Screw it. I'll just put metal in everywhere. And it's really not that bad to put in metal conduit no. anymore. It's pretty easy. They have a bunch you've of got fittings it, and you, stuff. You have a bet. Well, you probably have something you can bend the pipe with, but or, or invent, you know, invent something. But yeah, really simple. I've got. Well, my father-in-law and I wired my shop. Shit, ten years ago, and at the time, I I didn't have nearly the tools that I have now. But I've since expanded, and for a while there, I had like the most shady ass wiring coming to the shop. Literally, um, went, like, like an electrical was, cord, like laid across oh your yawn, Dude, lawn. I like saw shit in China two inches that deep. was safer. <laughs> That's exactly what mine is, by the way. Just an extension yeah. cord? <laughs> well, it's not an no, extension listen, cord. So it, is, it is a proper okay. cord. It's not just an extension cord, but it is about maybe four inches deep max. Is yeah. it in a piece of conduit, though? Yes. Okay, so, you know, Online. that's, you know, that's, that's up to yeah, house, maybe. It's only a little sketchy. It's only a little sketchy. Mine was in the air, 
and it, so it came oh. off of a pole. And actually, the the shop wasn't on a meter. It came right off the damn pole. And Free power. At one point, yeah, like the shop was the house, and there was this little old lady that built the house. I, it, her family still lives in the neighborhood, and and they stopped by when we were um, we put a second floor on our house about three four years ago, and they stopped by because they were like. Would you mind if we came in? Like we we haven't been there like, oh, since wow. we were kids. Interesting. Yeah. So their aunt lived here, and they would spend summers here. They live somewhere north Idaho or some crazy shit, and and they're like, we just we'd love to see it. And they came in, and they're like, yeah, pretty much looks the same. And I'm like. I don't know if that's a compliment or, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like I really looks just don't like know. the trash that the trash heap yeah, looks, when we left looks it. Like yep. shit. <laughs> still looks like shit. But, uh, so I had, I had two lines coming from the pole, which is all the way across the backyard and about a foot and a half before it went into a piece of conduit and, and into the shop, the wires were bare on both of them. And you could literally see where someone took the two ends and twisted the fucking things together. (laughs) (laughs) You could literally see like the windings. I was like, oh, like the wind would blow, you know, and you'd be like, oh, shit, it's going to (laughs) arc. Yeah, like, oh, it's going to fail. I'll tell you, I lived in a house that was built in 1927. It was the first house I ever bought. I was 23 years old. I got it for a song and it needed a ton of work. But I remember this, this was long time ago this is probably 2001 ish and um or 2000 maybe and this was just the time like when high-speed internet was becoming a thing so it was just starting up like that like you know people stopped using dial-up they were still using it but you know asynchronous dsl was a thing you could buy into it and the phone company uh, I called them. They said, sure. Yeah, you're, av- you know, we have the availability. You can hook it up. It was like maybe like two or three megs down. It wasn't very much, but mm-hmm. it was something. And when the guy came to install it, he's like, well, where's your phone lines? Like, where do they come in? I'm like, oh, they come in, in, in into the basement here. And we go down to the basement and I show them where they come in. And I'm like, those two big brass uh, bolts are the, that's the, the bell wire. And he's like, oh my goodness. So these are b- brass bolts that were put in, I don't know, probably wow. in the thir- 1930s, right? And that's what they would use, like Bell Telephone phone would use back then to distribute. I mean, it was just two pieces of wire that would mm-hmm. come into the house, Bell wire. And I said, fuck it, man. Like, hook it up to that thing. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, all right, let's do it. Like, he was like into it. Like, he wanted to try it. So we hooked it up to these brass fittings. I walked upstairs and plugged the modem into that, the the jack and the, in the, I mean, the jack was just old and gross. Mm-hmm. And bang, we had high speed internet coming <laughs> through like 1930s <laughs> brass. Nice. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Of unbelievable. course it works. Well, folks don't realize, I think, at some level, how much um, that type of thing affects your connection right um yeah a lot of times and i just found out actually uh because we were using so much internet and our bill went up like 50 bucks a month and i'm like what the hell so i called them up and that was it we had we had been grandfathered into some unlimited data plan and then when we when we when we triggered some kind of a notification thing and then that 
that bumped up our plan. Well, I got talking to the gal and she's like, well, what kind of modem do you have? And it turns out the modem that we had, the highest speed that it supported was like five gig, right? And we've got hundred gig internet. Right. Well, the modem was choking the hell out of it, you know? Right. So once I, uh, cause we've, we've noticed it on the show, right? When we would try to do the live stream and, and Brian, when we try to do that shit, it just sucked. Well, mm-hmm. now we got this new modem and like, it's screaming fast. Wait well, a second. Shit, man. But- May- Does that mean we can do lives again? Yeah. I was just going to say, so. we, should, yeah. we should try yeah, it again. I think because so. I th- I your your internet was like the weakest link and uh, oh, that's was- why we had no, no signal there. So we were like, you know, screw yeah, it. It not that I don't, bears. not that I feel like we needed a live stream, but I, I think that the amount of people who joined in on the live streams was out of control it was awesome like 70 some people at one time like watching so yeah well listen hey i'm i'm glad you're back with us i know you're probably going to be in and out we're going to start calling this the benjamin butler sabbatical and (laughs) you're free to come and go Uh, of course we love having you on the show but we we will support you in any way we can and We'll understand, oh, I you love know, it. like, hey, if you can't do it, you know, hey, fine, we'll just we'll see you on the flip side whenever you can come back. So, um, I love it. But- you guys made me uh, every. I listen to every show that that I'm not on because I still love the show, which is you know telling, I guess. But um, and I I so appreciate you guys always. I, everyone you've mentioned it, and so I I really appreciate it. You guys are always, man, awesome, yeah, man. always, always for sure. Well, hey, listen. Um, all right, let's switch over to Brian B. Cone. What you got going on? I know you're you're doing some stuff in your workshop. I see all the uh, the posts on Instagram and whatnot. And tic- did you get your TikTok back? I know you said you were freaking <laughs> out because you thought TikTok yeah. went down or something. But yeah, speaking of, I'll start off with yeah, that TikTok, TikTok bit. Um, I yeah, just for a second there, I think it was just a site wide thing or app wide thing. Everyone's um, follower. Uh, what what is the what is the three metrics like likes and follows and subscribers or whatever it is? Um, all of them were zeroed out. So when I went to my my own personal page, I saw zero zero zero, and all of my videos were gone for a second. I was like, holy oh. shit! That I'm like gone. I'm I'm done. But Y two K. Something happened. I think it was like a server error for like an. Was hour your internet two. hooked up to big brass bolts in your basement, and it just somehow it just, you couldn't get? No, that's get what online. TikTok has. That's theirs. Their, uh, their ser- server went down for like an hour or two or something, and people oh, were freaking out. But I had no idea. No. But anyway, so in my shop this week, um, I'm working on this giant batch, and I am quickly realizing just how much longer it takes to do processes on such a large batch. Um, normally I go in and like in one day I'll, you know, do all the rough grinding and drill all the holes and maybe get like heat up through heat treat done. You know, if I have a decent day going on where like now, you know, doing such a large batch, you know, I'm pretty much doing like one or two processes and that takes up all of your day just because right. I'm doing so, you're, so much of it. You're doing it all in sequence, but you're doing every knife. Correct. is what you're saying. So like Correct. if you're gr- oh, grinding your yeah. primary bevels, you're doing it on 11 knives and then or 13 knives or whatever it is and then That's That's a lot, dude. Yeah, no it wonder it's taking yeah. so long. But think about it, you're What's 13 times more productive, right? Yes, I mean cuz you well, know it makes it, you uh... do it in sequence. <laughs> 
it makes me think of um I guess I know Brian House you're from, you're pretty familiar probably with lean manufacturing principles most definitely right? of course and um like the, the one of the, one of the big concepts right is the more you handle a thing the longer it takes you know and, and mm-hmm. sometimes counterintuitive to folks you know where um for instance as long as you have that knife in your hand lean would say finish it right? Because putting it down, picking it up, putting it down, picking it up, even those like fractions of a second start to add up. And it's kind of wild. If you've ever uh, heard of the company FastCap, they are, uh, I think out of like Bellingham, Washington, but he makes a bunch of cabinet making and, you know, uh, cabinet maker tools and jigs and 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 a whole slew of other shit as well for like carpentry and making. They have some awesome, awesome tools. But Paul Akers is the guy that founded FastCap, and he does uh, a lecture series and public speaking on Lean. And it's a really cool, really cool principle. Honestly, it's uh, fascinating. You for know, sure, for sure. <laughs> when you look at piecework. <laughs> for sure, I get that. But anyway, so to continue my week, um, one thing that I have kind of gone back to is doing Instagram live streams. Um, I did a couple of them. Yesterday I did one and the day before I did another one. And um, I mean, a lot of it is because like, for instance, I was doing all of my, um, the one day I was just doing, um, I was stamping in um, my, my maker's mark into the blades and normalizing them. I mean, I, I did something the, the morning, but I was ending the day with that. So I went ahead and did a live stream because, you know, there's a lot of time in between where you're sticking the knives in and then you have to sit around for a couple minutes while it heats up. So, you know, I did a live stream and I had a yeah, boatload of people there, on. Wait. Right. <laughs> uh, well, what I thought was really cool is like, that's a perfect opportunity. Instead of just standing there and just kind of twiddling your thumbs or, you know, playing on your phone or whatever. You know, you can have a live stream going and you can have intelligent conversation with people that jump on. Like, you know, at, at yeah. one time I had, you know, Gentry Custom Knives on. I had Neil from Maximus Knives. I had both of the guys, uh, Jason and Pickle Cutters from the, uh, the, I almost said the Work For It podcast, the Hustle and Grind podcast. But uh, nice. Hold on, you yeah. said intelligent conversation. <laughs> hey now, hey now. Oh, oh no. Roasted. Oh Roasted. no! Ooh. They're gonna have to clap Scathing. back with that shit. Oh, so Brian, all right, Brian, let me ask you something. So I know you said, and I couldn't find it because I looked to see, but you had jumped on a live stream with Fader too at yes, one time. I but did. it was his that was stream. Crazy. That was yeah, crazy. like it was. He was doing a stream, and you just like popped in, or like what? Tell me the yeah, scenario. Yeah, he, he was doing just a live stream. Um, he was just kind of talking about whatever, and then he, I I made a comment, and he had me jump on for a minute just to have a quick hello and how you doing. But yeah, I was only on for a couple of minutes. You know, it, I was you know I'm sure you could tell anybody that was watching that I was of course just a little bit nervous and you know whatever it is what it is. You're talking with Jeff freaking Fader. You know. Well, he also mentions yeah. you on the last Knife Talk I podcast. Know. Yeah, he does. So <laughs> yeah, he does. You're, you're yes, getting your balls all kinds of polished. See with that really one, nice. um, yeah. I Man, was listening. I can't wait till I was listening I can't wait to till Knife I retire Talk. so I can. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, <laughs> you're good. You're good. So I was listening to Knife Talk podcast on the way to on my hour drive, and luckily it was like an hour and a half in, so I had gotten into the shop and then heard him say my name. I like, you know, just freaked out for a second because it's like, damn. <laughs> 
but yeah. Well, you guys deserve it. You guys have been putting out some good shit, man. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Speaking of Jeff Fader, he just had a really cool live stream yesterday where he was, he was um, talking about Carl Ruiz. And of course, that's not my story to tell. And, you know, anybody that's listening, don't don't go and bug him to, you know, talk talk about his his buddy like that. But yeah, it was just a really, really interesting. He was telling stories about him and it was just a great live stream just to, uh, you know, kind of eulogize his buddy that, you know. And you can go back and listen or watch those live streams as long as he allows that. Yeah. Like if you do a live stream, it'll say like post it to IGTV or whatever and you can go find it. I'm I'm assuming he did that. I, I Although I couldn't yeah. find the live stream you were on, so maybe he doesn't hit that button. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just cool because he's such a, you know, great storyteller and, you know, just talking about, you know, just crazy stories he had and. It's, it's just awesome listening to him, and it was really cool to jump on for a minute. So, Jeff, if you're listening, thank you so much. I'm pretty sure he listens to every episode. I mean, I get I usually get a message from him, you know, directly, you know, if he if he hears something he likes. And and I think the the cool part about the Makery Network, which Craig Lockwood and Jeff started together um, over a year ago now, mm-hmm. uh, I, I what I really like about it is the camaraderie. You know, mm-hmm. that we all kind of lift each other up yeah. and then at the same time support, you know, what we're doing, but then kind of also dive into the DMs and say like, hey, I really like this thing that you did. And that is such a uh, an enormous help because feedback like that, for, for me anyway, helps me just move forward with what we're doing, you know. And he, yeah. like in the last Knife Talk podcast, he stressed the whole thing about getting together the same time every week to record the podcast. And if you don't do that, it, you have a tendency to just, you know, skip one here and there, and then it turns into skipping months, you know, or weeks right. or whatever. And yeah. we did that long time ago. You know, uh, us, uh, Ben and I said, you know what, Wednesdays at three, we're going to do this. And then when Brian, you jumped on, you were able to meet that same requirement as far mm-hmm. as the time goes. And it's really helped us because honestly, it's just, just a conversation we're having, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it, it, but if you got to find that hour and a half, two hours to sit down and have it and in our busy schedules, um, it's like really tough to find those two hours. So, uh, yep. you know, we just you like today, that. let me, let me give you a quick synopsis of what I did even in the last two days. So I'm building out my new space, my new workshop and studio and housemate head, headquarters, which is about 25 minutes North of my current shop. So, you know, it's, Think of it in terms of a half hour drive each direction if I want to go up there. And I have uh, like basically wake up 7 a.m., have my coffee. I'm out the door by 7, 38 o'clock. And then like this morning, I ran right to Home Depot to buy all the electrical equipment so that I could go and start running all my new outlets and everything. And Ben, yes, I am putting in a nice mixture of 220. A lot of my tools are 220. Um, yeah. So I need Throw some I need USB that. in there, too. I did. Um, yeah. In fact, I yeah. did buy some uh, USB outlets. So we're going to put yep. some of those in, in places randomly and all that. I ran wiring and, uh, I, I do have smart switches. So when you, yeah. when you walk into my, any of my spaces, I can verbally command my spaces to go into scenes. So if you walk into, yeah. um, my studio space, 69 I can, scene, I can say, I can say, <laughs> Hey G do this like, or set me up for production. And what it does is it turns on my production lights. It turns on my soft, uh, soft boxes that are above my head. Maybe it'll turn on a couple other things, um, and disable a couple of other things like my air compressor and stuff like that. So 
um, basically you know, 69 mode. You got it, baby. 69 mode, diving right, <laughs> diving right into the diving deep right portion. In. Yeah, getting right in between the good, All the, the good hairy things. details. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so uh, I, I did that. I ran all that wiring this morning. I got about uh, maybe a quarter of the way done running everything, and then uh, came back, drove all the way back down here to process my orders. So I'm processing orders. I I get those already packed up drive over to the post office, deliver them. And when, by the time I get back here, it's two forty-five. So like, you know, wow. I know that today I'm recording this podcast. We've got to get together. So my day completely re- revolves around mm-hmm. me being in this seat at three o'clock, mm-hmm. which because, and I'll tell you why this podcast not only has become a fantastic way for me to bounce ideas, not only off of you guys, but of off the audience. And so we get a lot of feedback. When I ask for something, I get massive feedback back, which is super valuable. And it also uh, provides me with a lot of awesome mental health. I just don't see people anymore because I don't work with anyone anymore. So it's like, I don't talk to anybody other than my family, <laughs> my, my immediate people, you know? Right. Um, and then the people who I'm DMing with, you know, on any social media, but, I'll tell you, man, it's been a powerful medium, this this podcast, yeah. and, and and I'm so glad we're doing it. Yeah, I'm totally, um, I'm totally starting to understand that, you know, kind of loneliness of working by yourself for yourself, you know, going from working at Target where you see a couple hundred people through, you know, throughout just a couple hour shift. Oh, I bet. J- down to, you know, I, I see Emily, I see, you know, a couple other people. That's, that's about it. So now would yeah. you say, yeah. Brian, you're a social guy? I mean, do you are you finding that it's like a, uh, like a hole for you, like a like a void or? Is oh, it- no. I mean, I, of course, you know, I, I enjoy being around people, but, you know, working on my own and working for myself is a hell of a lot better than, you know, having to rely on other people. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I miss I miss the camaraderie of having the, the staff and I also miss the ability to um to like just send somebody to do something you yeah. know that used to be I'll my bet. thing where yeah. you know i could just i had three people working for me full time i'd be like go to home depot and buy this this and this here's your list go do it and they bring it to me um and i don't have that ability anymore although i will say dexter has been working with me quite a bit um, after <laughs> i was school, just gonna so. say you don't tell dexter to go get you a coffee or something no he's t- he doesn't have a driver's license yet he's oh, gotcha, he's gotcha. uh 15 oh, so yeah. he can't drive just yet so but uh, he is also yeah. like helping me tremendously with yeah. a bunch of other projects so it definitely takes the time off so but uh anyway yeah. so all right brian is that your update for the week are we are we good to go here or do you got more to, to talk about your no, man my, i mean other than that um this past weekend, I actually completely un- didn't do a damn thing because Emily and I and both had the weekend off with no-, no responsibilities. We didn't have to go into any weddings or, you know, I wasn't shooting with Kyle. She- literally, since we moved here, we hadn't had a weekend where we just, you know, didn't have anything going on. So we both basically, you know, spent the weekend. We kind of, you know, got the rest of the apartment put together so that everything's where it's supposed to be. And we just hung out and just kind of, you know, had that mental, you know, relaxation weekend, just kind of recharge your batteries. And it felt fantastic. I bet, man. I I feel like, you know, every once in a while, you know, I know all of us, especially, you know, the name of the podcast is work for it. You know, it's all, you know, hustling, hustling and hustling and hustling. But every once in a while, I feel like it's healthy just to, you know, (sighs) 
relax every once in a while, you know? And smoke some crack and sit on the couch <laughs> and just... Or some methamphetamines eh, or whatever. Not yeah. so much, but, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's well, that's been my good. week. Um, a, a lot of work with the uh, with in the workshop with um, the big old batch going on. And then this weekend was very relaxing, which I, I appreciated. Now I am ready to work even harder because of it. You sound relaxed. I, I got to tell you, you sound like your your batteries are recharged and that your your creative juices are flowing. And that's that's those times definitely are necessary. I'll tell you, because mm-hmm. um, when in periods of time like right now where I'm doing my regular day job type stuff and then at, on the side, I'm trying to build out this new space. And I'm the type of guy that doesn't hire a lot out like I just, you know, I, you know, if I were to have an electrician come in and quote putting these outlets in, it'd be probably like three grand or something, you know, it's just a ton of money when I can do it myself, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know how to do it. My dad's a general contractor. He can sign off on all the permitting and we can get all that d- just stuff done. Um, w- you know, why, why would I pay? You know, of course I get it. You have to outsource some things, but I mean, it just seems like in, it's always a good thing to know how to do electrical work, especially when you're uh, a guy like, or guys like us, DIYers. It's like, I just want to put a drop here. I just want to put an outlet over here. Like, mm-hmm. how do I do that? It is not that difficult. It is insanely easy, actually. Right. Um, and you can go on YouTube and find any kind of wiring configuration out there and mimic it uh, right on right. YouTube. In fact, um, April Wilkinson, Wilkerson was the first... She was the video that like the first time I ever was introduced to her work was watching her how to install 220 in your workshop. And I was like, damn, this chick is awesome. Like she's doing this. You know, it was a really simple installation. Remember that? It was like eight or 10 years ago. She put that video out. And 220, by the way, is is really easy to work with. Stupid. Stupid. Always like so afraid of 220. And I always say. Honestly, it's even easier than one ten. One ten. I'm with you. Mm. It, it there's two hots in a ground. You cannot fuck yeah. that up. It is See, that no easy. I have never worked electrical work other than you know I ran that wire out and I dropped a couple. Uh, I dropped a couple boxes to plug in my shop. But other than that, like I I have never done a whole lot of electrical work. And I I remember being a really little kid and like. I, I think we had just moved into a new house and there was exposed wires and I had poked myself once and it scared the shit out of me. So I've had like this aversion until, you know, I've, I've tried to build this knife shop and, uh, you know, now I've had to do it myself, but I, I just have that little bit of a mental block, but that's definitely something I need to get over, um, over just mentally to, you know, not, not have that little bit of a, you know, oh shit, this could hurt me, you know? Uh oh, yes. I, sorry. Out? Oh shoot! No, sorry no, no, no. You're, we're <laughs> no, back no, on here. Sorry, I, I, someone was at my door. Um, oh, but, uh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. I, I'll tell you what. Electricity is. It can be very dangerous. Um, and I had an electrician actually tell me one time. They were like, you know, if you're if you're gonna be playing around with electricity, you have to understand the difference between like wattage or voltage and mm-hmm. amperage. And that's, you know, amperage is what kills you, you know. Right. And amperage is essentially the current. (laughs) So if you're working with, say, a live wire, right, and but there's nothing pulling any amps from it, Mm 
mm-hmm. you can literally grab it and you know it, it, it'll suck it'll hurt and you know whatever but it's not going to kill you sure it's the amperage like if that same wire say was connected to a device that was drawing like you know 40 amps those that amperage is now being translated into you kind of thing mm, so that's gotcha. that's where you really got to be careful so and my rule yeah. of thumb is is you know running cabling if you're not comfortable doing it obviously hire an electrician don't don't try to do it on your own if yeah. you if you don't know but I, what you're doing I would say if you're not comfortable with like doing the actual wiring part you could still run wire, right? You know, like if Just if you know what to run, you know, like what gauge to run and everything like that, it it becomes fairly simple. And you, you pay an electrician uh, often by the hour, right? And they spend a lot of time just pulling wire. And so mm-hmm. if there's any way you can have them come out and talk, you know, talk through it really quick and then you pull the wire. A lot of electricians won't do that because clearly if they're not pulling wire, they're not able to charge a whole lot of hours, you know, but, um, if you find some guys that, that will do that, it's worth your time to, to pull the wire. Yeah. Um, when I set up my shop, basically what I, what I did is I just ran all the wires through and, you know, drop, drop the plugs where I needed to drop the plugs, uh, wired it all up. And then, um, Emily's dad actually does a little bit of electrical work. So I, I had to basically, I, I had, I had run all the wires and I got it all set up and I was like, okay, you, you deal with, you know, the hooking it up to the box because, you know, I, I just know as soon as I go to try to move something or do plug it up where it needs to wire on, ah, I I don't know any of that and I don't want to mess it up. So, so yeah, guys. So, um, I guess Ben, we've already been through your week, Brian, we've been through your week. Do we want to jump over to the WFI projects? So much to talk about on the WFI oh project. Hashtag yeah. on Instagram. 433 posts and a lot of diversified posts, not just knife work. We're we're seeing things that are um that are actually really cool. I don't we're I don't know. Up, if, baby. <laughs> we are growing up. We are growing up. And and it looks like um Moxie eng mock so i'm 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 assuming it's like moxie engineering um is uh he's uh refurbishing an arbor press which i find super interesting you know it's like watching his process to do the arbor press restoration and he hashtagged work for it or wfi projects which Mm -hmm. i think is really cool so moxie engineering it's m-o-x-i-e e-n-g-m-a-c-h and go ahead and find him uh, he's in Bald Eagle Lake, which I don't know where that is, but we'll find out. <laughs> Here, I'll pick yeah. one real quick. Um, Go here's for a live stream by Maximus Knives. So he was on Fortune Fire. Um, you know, he he has a really good. You know, he he really appreciated Fortune Fire because um, you know basically he really enjoyed talking to other knife makers and being able to be in the same space as people that are making at the same time, and they he just really enjoyed. Um, that camaraderie and he still is very close to a couple of those people but um he did a live stream it went shoot 158 minutes long so what is that like two and a half hours almost (laughs) so that's really long he did a nice long live stream where i think the vast majority of it he was doing hand sanding so he was you know talking to people and i jumped on for a little bit just to you know kind of bullshit with him and he showed me around the shop and yeah it was was really cool to uh talk to him 
And which uh, post? Are, what? What? What is his latest post on? So when I'm looking at WFI projects, it doesn't tell me unless I click on it who actually made the post. So which? Which is his most recent? Um, oh, here it is. I found it. It's his face. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. Green shirt, backwards hat. <laughs> That's it. Green shirt, That's backwards it. hat, and he's hand sanding, and he's he's doing what I do, where he gets like super close to it because mm-hmm. his eyes are bad, so he can see everything. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the old down- man t- club too, man. Yeah. He's down there in yeah, Texas, and he's that. having a great old time making knives. I didn't know he was on nice. Forge and Fire. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yes, sir. There's quite a few. Did you see that hand carved uh, spoon? Yes, I was just, I was actually just looking at that. That is fabulous. But he says it's got a crack in the bowl, filled it Mm. up, and we'll be using it as my own. I assume that he filled it with some kind of epoxy or something. Uh, Ben, I need to correct you. This is a woman. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it is. We actually have a single woman, other than our respective wives (laughs) and girlfriends. Welcome. Uh, watching or listening to the work for a podcast. So, um, welcome. Uh, Jeanette. It's C a W O or her name is Carol Ann Jeanette. Oh, Carol Jeanette. Ann Jeanette. Get it. Racine. Yeah. Racine. Racine. She yeah. makes some awesome spoons and grows some massive potatoes. I thought they only grew that big in Idaho. And, and she's it. blacksmith. She's making spoons yeah. out of steel too. And brass, it looks like maybe copper. Maybe that's copper. Awesome work. Incredible. I'd, yeah, I'd like Caroline. curious to know her process for spoon carving. If she does it all by hand or uh, power carving style or what, but really neat spoons. Yeah, I. You know what? I find spoon carving a- absolutely fascinating because yeah. I always think to myself, like, why would someone do this? Like you can just go and buy, you know, it's just like a knife, right? right? You can just go and buy a spoon, right? Right. Until of all things, you know, of all things, a spoon, a wooden spoon. But I, I, I watched this guy. His name's Brian um, on YouTube, and he has a channel called Adventure Van Man. So he lives in his van. I'm like fascinated with people that are by like the river? nomad. Uh, he, <laughs> most of the time, yes, he's down by the river, but he he travels all over uh, the U.S. and he takes like seasonal jobs. Van and stuff. life, van life guy, but really like a, a legit kicking one. off. Yeah. yeah, like he's a legit van lifer, and his thing is like he finds a spot on BLM land. He's allowed to stay there for like two weeks or whatever, and chills. And he and you know what he does? He carves spoons. Wow. And I got into it. I started watching. I'm like. I'm fascinated by this. I just say, I think and then it's does he, fantastic. Does he sell them? Uh, like, uh, uh, is he I've a asked site him, that he sells them or he just does it for fun? He does it. He's like a legit, like nomad hippie. Cause oh, I've asked, nice. I was like, I'll buy, I'll buy one of those spoons from me. He's like, nah, they're not for sale. Like he, he like wow. does not care. Like he is like living on another planet. Like I, you I, just, and I love it. Yeah. Well, it is like me and my knives. I, it's true, Brian. I, I, I never thought of it like that. Maybe he just doesn't want to turn true. it into work. You know, but I do uh, it for me, right? Speaking yeah. of that van life, my videographer a couple of years ago um, bought a little van and went. He started in Michigan, went over to DC, down to Florida, across to Texas, over to California, up to wherever he ended up, and then turned turned right and went all the way back to Michigan. Just went all the way around the country. 
And uh, nice. I luckily I was able to go with him on the first week over to DC and you know enjoy that you know for just a week. I he went for like three months or something. It, I How it's was cool. His it's cool. Oh, he loved it. He he yeah. um he works at Central. Like he is one of the videographers for Central Michigan University now, and um so his whole plan is to work at Central and basically live incredibly minimally so that he can fund himself to basically do that for the majority of like a year long process and then you know go back and work for a while and then do it for however long he can do it like you he sh- loved you it turn so him much on to this youtube channel that yeah adventure van man he, he would really like it because this guy's like a legit dude like does it lives and you know his girlfriend had so him, him and his girlfriend both have vans and they live respectively and eat like she lives in her van and he lives in his van mm. And then, they, but they drive together, you know, wow. and, they, and they, it's a really cool channel. So go check it out. But yeah, yeah share it with cool. Kyle. Yeah, he would definitely love it. Well, definitely will. Jamie the Squid. I don't know if you've noticed, Jamie. but he is at the New England School of Metalwork right mm-hmm. now. And he nice. is tagging WFI projects like it's going out of style, which love I absolutely it. love. And he is working on a, a hidden tang knife, and the tang is uh, like the bolster is uh, looks like brass, and the mm-hmm. and the handle is dyed a stabilized dyed red box elder. And uh, mm-hmm. you guys have let me ask you this: um, I don't know about Idaho, but in Michigan, do you guys have box elder trees? I couldn't tell you one way or the other. Okay. Uh. <laughs> we had them. We had them on our property when I was a kid. Okay. And okay. I didn't know that they got this this insanely cool, uh, you know, burl on them mm. and stuff. I did. They were just like everywhere. It was like a maple tree. You just saw them everywhere. Really. And um, and what it did was in the summertime we had box elder bugs. I don't know okay. if you know what those are, but they're like a black bug with like an orange stripe on their wing. Well, seeing how I've never seen that bug, I probably don't. We probably okay. don't have them. You know. Okay. Where I'm those at. Those sound anyways. like um. We have, uh, oh, what are they? Elm, elm trees, and we have these elm leaf miner bugs. Yeah, they like burrow into the damn leaf and then eat the leaf from the inside out. Yes, and yes. they they sound similar. They look similar actually because they have that little orange on them as well. But yeah, it's yeah. a they're a menace. I think there's bug, a few box like elders around. Yeah, and and my I remember as a kid distinctly my mom vacuuming because they would what would happen was when it would start to get cold in illinois which was like right around now like september october it would start to drop into like the 30s and 40s at night these box elder bugs would migrate away from the trees and they would land on our windows and we would because they were trying to stay warm and and in the morning you would wake up and sometimes they were so thick you could not see through the windows oh my goodness that's how thick they would get my mom would go out there and something they would get in the house sometimes, and she'd be vacuuming them up. It was the, the grossest, most disgusting smell. Yeah, and it, I, it's one of those memories that you. It, oh, you do. So it's the same. Maybe it's the same well, bug. Then I don't. They might be. Honestly, sounds sounds like it. Like this earlier this summer when I was here alone, I would have to sweep daily, like mm. vacuum the floor and the mudroom where the windows are a bit leaky and they could get in easier. Man. There'd be hundreds of them fucking things just laying all over the floor. I'm like, just oh. Google and, Google box and elder have a bug. smell too. If you Google it, you'll see what I'm talking about. Box elder bug. This is this is the thing. It's like it looks like a beetle kind of, but it's 
It's got an orange stripe uh, on the back. Similar, but ours are a little smaller, but also smell like when you crush them, they, yes. they stink. Mm. Yeah, same same, yeah. same type of bug. But anyway, like Jamie the Squid. Chemically smell. Yeah, chemical smell. It's the same thing. Um, Jamie the Squid's doing awesome work at the New England School of Metalworks. So go out and find Jamie the Squid on Instagram and follow along with his adventures in, in blacksmithing and, and knife making. Here, let me pull up another one real quick. I've got Kooten Knives posted these uh, little harpoon clip um, knives. Uh, so he's calling them the tape cutters. It looks like a really cool, maybe a two to two and a half inch blade. Uh, but they've got like this really cool stone wash, like a acid stone wash finish, which is something that I've wanted to try to do. I mean, literally all you have to do is, you know, do do whatever acid watch, whether you're gun bluing or you're doing ferric chloride and, you know, just roll them around in a bucket full of rocks. But, you know, it's just something that I've wanted to do, but never made that little roller thing. But it's got some really cool micarta going on in them, a couple brass pins, you know, this really, really high end looking knives. Um, I imagine they'd be great EDC. But yeah, I love coach, that shape. I love the shape. Of yeah, that, that the harpoon clip the, is just badass. Yeah. Oh man, and it it's is, he's getting yeah. a super dark etch on that on those blades. Do you want know my favorite part about uh, Brian over there at Hooten Knives? What's that? He spells his name right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Brian with a Y, Brian Hooten. Burn, Love. baby, burn. <laughs> you know, I ran into him at Blade Show. Actually, did you really? And be- yeah, and I I recognized him immediately because he, you know, he's one of the few guys that'll like show his face you know, on yeah. his Instagram feeds and stuff. I just turned around and like, there he was. And like, mm-hmm. it was him and me and Dennis Tyrell and um, bald man, knife and tool, Chad Kimmel from um, C and what is his name? The, his Instagram is C and something um, uh, bladesmithing. And anyway, uh, Chad Kimmel's an awesome guy. I just had a long conversation with him. In fact, he, he he's like, hey, we need to talk about this uh, this knife that you're making, this uh, rasp knife, and he had a really good idea for the glue up cool. of that, and uh, helped me with all that. So, but um, uh, all right, one more. I want to look at. Um, there's a guy, Shed underscore seventy two, and he is sealing. Uh, he's like waterproofing his garage floor with a tanking slurry. To make another workshop space, Dustin and Devin keeping me company at the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. So he's Great listening podcast. to the podcast. Great podcast. And he's listening to that while he's uh, doing this work. And by the way, if you've never done like concrete work like this, it's backbreaking. it's backbreaking. He's on his hands and knees and he's just he's go, he's working yeah. for it like legit. So uh, Shed 72 Shed underscore 72. He's in the UK. It, it looks like. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but when he's done with that shot. space, that looks like it's going to be a nice, you know, it, it looks like it's all metal and concrete. So it'd be nice and fireproof. You can throw a forge in there and not even have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a single car garage. You know, it yeah. looks like um, great idea. Yeah. Great idea. Did you see the uh, folding knife that Mark V? I was going to I was going to talk about that as well. Um, that is one of the things I've wanted. Like one of my life goals is to be able to figure out and have the tools to make folding knives because I've I grew up with it's a folding difficult. knife in my. Yeah, I know it's it's crazy difficult. Uh, you have to have super high precision uh, tools and whatnot, but it looks I can't I can't quite. And tell he pumped this pictures. out pretty quick. 
I mean, yeah. he got this done really fast. Yeah. Like I was following along with his process. I'm like, damn, he got that thing done already. It looks yeah. it looks really good. I wonder if he's done it before because there's no way that's yeah. a first first timer, you know. No, I yeah, I definitely think he's done it before. But yeah, yeah he's, he's got speaking this thing of, uh, Oh, go ahead. Speaking of folders, how about Craig Lockwood's oh, I know. folder? Yeah, that gorgeous. Knife. That knife. He's just isn't he he's producing those, right? Killer. It's like a production run. I yeah. believe so. He he said he has, yeah, you know, many for sale. The first hundred, I think, would be numbered, maybe. I don't yeah, know. It was the first twenty. First twenty. Twenty, okay. I got yeah. him confused because Jocko whatever last night put out a video announcing he's got like a hundred maker knives available. And oh, along no with it Yeah, so and then along with it he started a a new production not production company, I shouldn't I guess in a way. They're producing products, and uh, he's made a sheath for the maker knife. He's made oh, his cool. own Sharpie, and then also this tape that has a pattern on it. So, like, if you need to mark holes or something, you know, like, say you needed even spacing across a four-foot span. Well, you pull a piece of this tape out four feet, and then you could circle every other, like, little crosshair or it's brilliant i mean so incredibly simple but brilliant uh which is what i think jocko's always had going for him and now the pro the actual products he's producing to sell have that same just intricate detail and and thoughtfulness and it's really cool to see uh you know him coming into actually selling products which is really i bet neat. i bet you that was you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baker knives are already sold out. He's been sold out oh, for a while. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. yeah. He had a, he had a, like a thing up. He dropped the video. It was like last night, I don't know, 2 a.m. or something. And uh, when I went, the site Hello? was still, I think site we just still lost had a him. countdown. We lost Ben. He, was, he said he wanted uh -oh. to like, uh -oh. give I really think that we just lost him. So I can't hear him on my end either. I can't hear him at all. Yeah. yeah. So, ben, Brian, John, John, stuff he's oh, oh, there he is. <laughs> We we caught like the last like two words of that sentence. That's oh, and now funny. he's gone. Oh, now he's gone again. Oh shit! Oh, all right. Shoot. Well, he'll so, come Brian, back. So, uh, Brian, did you listen all the way through to the very end of Knife Talk podcast this week? 
yeah, I heard the whole Jeff Fader um, finger in the asshole. Uh, no, 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 no. Even past that, past that, you know, did you hear Craig Lockwood's singing voice? Oh, yeah, the song? Oh, yeah, my it was gosh, awesome. So no, good. he rocked it. Yeah, he freaking rocked it. I mean, I. I know the man's talented, but holy cow, he sounds good. And that whole band, like that, that was, you know, rock and music. They I sounded it. really good. Yeah, they, really good. And and I don't mean to sound surprised, you know, like, because like, <laughs> that's not what I you know. Of course, he's a talented musician, but like you're I, I, I was a little surprised because it didn't sound like Craig. No, you know, it sounded all. like um, it sounded like um, I, like I, I don't want to use like Sting, but like um, yeah, almost like a that. Peter Gabriel, kind of like a young Peter Gabriel, like right. oh, and then like some Joey Ramone in there because there was like some punk, you know, whole feel. Yeah, it was awesome, great show. Um, in and they they that they put together, and then yeah, I I thought you were talking about the old um enlarged <laughs> prostate story that Jeff told. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shoot. Which by the way, I totally appreciate because. I'm in my mid forties and it's the stuff like that, that makes, you know, you think like, Hey, I should go get checked out, you know, kind sure, of thing. So sure. not going to get a finger they... in my butt just yet, but you know. <laughs> we're not going to hear that story until a couple of years down the road. Right. Right. I don't want to okay. piss off my proctologist. Like, right. You know, right. <laughs> Good. Which I find hilarious by the way. It's like, why was this proctologist mad at him? <laughs> He's just I... doing what he was told. Right. And you know, it's New York city. I'm, I, you can only imagine how much, people they have to get through in a day i don't right. know man that's true that's crazy good point good point so yeah man All so right. i saw that you got the uh forklift in the door this week you want to talk about yesterday yeah how's that going oh my god uh great i mean it's it leaks a little oil okay which i've been told is a kind of common thing for, for those uh engines but other than that it runs great the forks go all the way to the ceiling, which blows right. my mind, you know, which is exactly what I wanted. And uh, driving it is a little scary, to be honest. Like it's mm. because this, the space is small. I mean, it's 25 feet wide by 50 feet deep. Uh, but when you're driving a forklift, which is like a big, you know, it's, it's like 10 feet. I don't know if it's 10 feet long. I'd say it's like eight or nine feet long with the forks. Mm. So really easily you could swing the ass end of that thing around and like slam into something. Mm. Like if you're not, you know, if you've ever seen those videos on the internet, yeah. Like where somebody's driving a forklift in like a warehouse and like all they bump into a shelf and like the entire place collapses on them. Yeah. That's like the real deal. Like you could do that with this thing. And it's because the device, the the machine is weighs over 10,000 pounds. It's like 10,800 pounds. And it's got to be that heavy because it's got a counter. It's got a balance. Right. Yeah. But totally stoked. We ran, I don't know if we'll have time to even talk about it, but we ran a, uh, I just put out a piece of social media asking people like, Hey, I need to name this, this fork truck. And I don't know if you read any of the responses that, (laughs) well, I threw uh, a response down on there. You did actually, which was, which was mentioned multiple times, uh, which (laughs) your, tell us your, your idea for the name. So, I thought I was being funny. I I, I was going to name it the work <laughs> forklift. But in inside of the word work forklift is work for it. So you got to capitalize the the letters to work for work for it in the work forklift. So I feel like that would right. be a cool decal on the side. 
It definitely would. I, I, I will say uh, I was looking more for like, a, but you're right. It work forklift <laughs> would work. And it's sure. funny, and I get it. Um, yeah. But it's like I'm looking more for like a name, like uh, like you know how people like name their cars. Oh like yeah, a jit- yeah, yeah. A jitney or like a no. That a, a mine wasn't serious. Or, it was more yeah, of yeah, a yeah. you know yeah, just fucking around. So we got um, <laughs> I'll just read a few of these because they're really funny. Rocky Creek Forge says no hernia, house lift, <laughs> fork, <laughs> fork no <hernia>. me. <laughs> <laughs> no hernia is the name. Fork you or fork me, which I yeah, thought was yeah. funny. Fork and A uh, by Ron Shu one four four five. Fork and A work. Fork it. Yep. Yep. Or mount a knife on and a sheath somewhere and call it Brian's knife and then label the forklift Brian's fork, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> That's kind of uh, like that. Three Arrows Forge Woodshop says the workhorse, which I kind of like. Okay. You know, his 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 uh, theory on that is it's for the one driving. It's like set setting on a horse and not doing much, and the one in the basket is doing all the work. So okay. like that all makes right. a lot of sense. Okay. Uh, Mackenzie Overland, uh, he I, I'm really leaning towards this one. He says name it Atlas, which I love. And Sarah doesn't like it at all. But uh, if you've ever, if you know about the God Atlas, it's like the God of lifting, like okay. of like r- rising up basically. So all there's right. like, yeah, which I love. I yeah. I love that whole Greek mythology stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. So Atlas is a, is one um, that I'm, that I'm putting in my, uh, my role. Oh, wait, hold on. Isn't Atlas the one that is holding the entire earth on yeah. his back? Okay. Yeah. 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 I love you know, that. like that that statue of the yeah. the guy with the big globe on his back. Yeah, that's Atlas Atlas shrugged. Yeah, so that's that's it. I like it. Uh, uh, ben Jamin McDaniel says, "Call it Hank, as in Hank Hill from King of the Hill, because of you know, run on propane, <laughs> propane, propane accessories. Yeah. It's one hell uh, of a propane accessory, right there. Exactly. Uh, Pickle cutters, our ma- main man, Mister Nick Tobin, up in mm-hmm. Canada. He says, name it the Yellow Submarine, because that." Fucker will sure sink. That is very true. <laughs> Do not drive that into a uh, uh, any body of water. You're going down. Uh-huh. Um, he says, uh, Bald Man Knife and Tool says, after hearing all the stories of the shady forklift world, name it Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Deliverance, but it's uh, uh, where the uh, where uh, squeal like a pig comes from. If you've oh, ever heard God. somebody say that. Yeah. I have not watched that movie. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's an old. Um, Burt Reynolds is in it, and John Voight from like way back. Um, Greg's Garage uh, in K- uh, Kansas City, or Greg's Garage KC says, "Oh man, if you have a Forky, so you want? I think he's saying call it a Forky, but he's like, you have arrived. Hank the Tank, uh, my man Raul out in California, Centibite says Hank the Tank, which I really like." Forky McForkface is another one. That's that's <laughs> in course. the running. Yep. Spaghetti uh, Callahan said uh, Forky McForkface. Anyway, there was like fifty comments on on Facebook, so I won't even uh, I won't even go there. But uh, I feel like you need yeah. to take out your your favorite ten and make a poll. Do a poll. Yeah. 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 Ten of them that you would be willing to live with, and just make let the let the people decide. Well, here's what I thought. Right. Whatever we name this thing, I'm planning on doing a paint job on this. Mm-hmm. So like taking like, you know, doing some Bondo, just some like, you know, smooth yeah. out some of the dents and stuff and then painting it. And then 
on the plasma table, I'm going to cut the letters out and weld them to the back of the, you know, where the big heavy weight is. Like it. And make it like a kind of an art piece. And then uh, we discussed this in the last episode, but take everyone's stickers. We're going to do a sticker swap. They've already started coming in, by the way. People have already started sending me stickers um, to put on the fork truck. So the fork truck is just covered in stickers from everybody out there. Um, I will make an official post of request. So mm-hmm. if if you want to get uh, in on this early, uh, just DM me and I'll send you my address. Uh, but uh, I will make an official post and I'll say like, hey, I want to I want to do a sticker swap. And, you know, here's my address and make sure you include yours when you send them to me. That way people don't have to message me. Mm-hmm. You know, 100, 100 people don't have to message me and just go, here, here, what's your address, dude? Right, right. You know. Man, that that is going to be awesome. I'm, I'm really excited to see that. And uh, that art piece on the back, you know you're going to get it absolutely perfect and then back into something and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> we should name the forklift Oops. Ah, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh man. So yeah, it's it's insane that I own a fork truck, by the way. Right. Like I walk into my space, I'm like, God, that's like a it's like heavy machine, you know? Like Right. And like the fact like, that you have a space large enough to require a forklift has to feel like an accomplishment in its own. Well, you know, the space itself doesn't so much require it, but it does like I need to get big heavy things off of trucks. Right. And um somebody on Facebook made a comment about um it was a quote from Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know who that is. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and it said there's two t- two types of drug dealers in this world. Those that have forklifts and those who don't. <laughs> I like that. I thought that was very apropos. Yeah, so that's very cool. See, so. I don't know if this is like a real thing or if this is just like a bullshit statistic that goes around. But I heard somewhere that Pablo's gang went through two thousand dollars worth of rubber bands to band together their money a week oh yeah i'm sure oh my yeah. god <laughs> or maybe I'm it was not a quite there yet that. yeah i'm no, not quite I there mean, yet we'll get there someday but you know yeah we're working we'll, for it we're working That's for, for sure. it and you someday can also work for it a lot you know to the point where you can rival pablo escobar with the rubber bands <laughs> around your wads of cash yeah, see, we don't do any cash business in this business. It's no, all it's all Not online all. <laughs> now. You know, we're getting screwed. You know, there's oh. no cash. But we save on our bands that way. I am genuinely concerned about Ben. <laughs> I thought he would join us again. Like I'm like, well, where is he? Did he like trip over the the wire that like connects his stuff? I mean, we know he had an internet outage or something. That must have been it. Because yeah, I just got a text from him a little while ago that said, "Oh no, uh, cash crapped out on him." I don't know if that's cast or if it's his internet, but shoot, we lost him. Man down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write him back and say we are still on. Jump back in, my dude. Jump back in if you can, Ben. Uh, ben. All right, all right. So are we done uh, for work with WF, WFI projects? Have we have we exhausted? I know there's a ton on there. I mean, we could still dig oh, in. Yeah. Them. Well, do you um, want to do that or do you want to hit up a dad joke or two? Ooh, we do need to do a dad joke. I got a whole bunch. I got a million of them. I know you do. All right, you ready? Yeah, sure. This one, this this one is just in. Like this is hot off the presses. Just came in uh, ten minutes ago. Uh, where do bad rainbows go? Where? <laughs>
to prism. It's a light sentence. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. That is a good one. All right. Wait, but there is another one that I wanted to use. Hold on. Oh, Somebody yeah? sent me one that was really good. Uh, in Britain, we call it a lift, but Americans call it an elevator. I guess we're just raised differently. <laughs> That one was really apropos. That one was from Justin Miller. Okay. All right. Um, let me see. And uh, oh, bring um, bring Ham Kindell. No, 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 no. I was on a live stream with him. He told me how to say his name correctly. All right. It's, well, fill me in. It's I thought it was Kindell. Like oh, it him. is bring him. Like bring it is him bring on him. over. Ah, okay. Okay. Because the way he spelled it out was bring Ham. Mm. Like he he like phonetically typed it out, and I was like, I thought it was Brigham, but the, the last name is Kindell, correct? Yes, correct. Like I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. What did the bra say to the hat? What? You go on ahead. I gotta give these two guys a lift. That's from Brigham. That's a Brigham Kindell. That's a Brigham Kindell joke. That's a good joke. one. He, he has a reel on Instagram that has over 250,000 views on it, by the way. Oh, it's like, it's blowing his mind. He is like, <laughs> he cannot figure out. He's like, I need them all to do this. I'm like, well, right. you got to get in the, you got to get in on the, uh, whatever that algorithm is. Right. Um, well, what, what was that all about? Like what, what was in that reel? You remember? Uh, it was a, he, I, I think it was a deer hunting reel that, okay. cause he did a couple of hunting pieces and those have garnered him some pretty heavy views mm-hmm. um but he you know obviously wants it to become he wants to get more views from the blacksmithing side of things right but um yeah that's that's what it is and i said make more of that content you'll you'll find your audience you know uh, you know just keep if the people are watching that make make more of that see you that's know? one of the things that i have been trying to focus on a little bit and i haven't quite made the switch yet but, you know, all of my social medias are all around, you know, knife making and, you know, all the stuff that you do to make the knife. Well, all of my followers are knife makers. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to promote this as a business. So I need to start using them and show videos of, you know, like cooking or hunting or stuff like that to bring in those people that will actually be interested in purchasing a knife instead of, you know, getting those getting those you know tips and tricks and all that type of stuff well think of it in terms of like a slingshot so if you can get enough knife makers to look at your stuff then you know the algorithm will push it out to more people yeah that's the way i see it okay so i i wouldn't worry too much about who is watching just you know just kind of keep slingshotting and splatter in all of these because you never know a knife maker could buy your knife oh sure of course you know uh, my buddy Nate Wapole, uh, he is um, he sent me a whole we had a whole slew of math dad jokes that went back and forth. These were off the cuff. Uh, when I studied mathematics, I decided to specialize in subtraction yeah. because I wanted to make a difference. <laughs> uh, math jokes are just a plus any day. <laughs> Okay. They really add up. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With all the differences in a political opinions today, math jokes are a common denominator. Oh, my goodness. 
politics and mathematics do have a tendency to divide people. Oh my! Come on now, I, I'm I just can't saying. give all of them these uh, want wants. But well, well, just you know what I don't like about math? I wish it would grow up and solve its own problems. That's all right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I won't. I'm, no more. But yeah, that's like. So to give you a little window into my world with Nate, like that's what we talk about. We go that's back hilarious. and forth. I love that. Very punny. We're very punny people. Very punny people. Yeah. So all right. So um, circling back around to WFI projects, uh, there was a couple that I wanted to mention. Um, it's a Zura maker in uh, the island of Maui. Mm-hmm. He is all. He has done more of these glow in the dark. Uh, uh, what do they call these things? There's some sort of carbon fiber and wood and plastic um, things for your hand. I don't know what yeah. they're called, but they're, I they're was a little them pocket little protector. Mini, little mini uh, uh, knuckle dusters, but you know. Yeah, they're knuckle dusters. I'd say that's yeah. a good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I don't. I'm not punching anybody with one of those. I don't. I no. don't feel like I'm punching anybody at all. But I I also I would like to have one. Like that, I immediately like want one of those things. Right. Well, I like want my car or something. I want to get that glow in the dark material to put in the liners of my knives because that's. Just, did you message him? Did you? I did. did you ask he, him? he sent me a message. I just I um in in with my next batch. I'm going to add a knife specifically so I can use that stuff. Oh, right on. Yeah. So it, is it an epoxy or is it like an actual material? Um, shoot. Let me. I can go back in the message real quick and figure that out. I think it's like kind of like a G10 material. Oh, it's it not. Okay. It's not an epoxy. I'm not entirely sure exactly what it was, though. I, I guess it's been a minute since I. Looked Florida Man Forge, uh, uh, Justin. He made a uh, a straightening jig out of an old vice. Did you see this thing? Like it was two big long pieces of flat plate. Yeah. That he that he mounted to a vice so that he could when after quench he could straighten a sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tagged, cool. Yeah, he tagged WFI projects in that. That I I love the the clamping system for so if i'm doing a high carbon knife my 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 um quenching procedure is you know pull it out of the kiln dunk it uh for you know five to ten seconds whatever it needs and then immediately it goes into a uh either a a, like angle iron clamp or my aluminum plates or something it's get it gets clamped down straight Mm -hmm. before it reaches Mm -hmm. like 200 degrees fahrenheit and then um, I either just let it sit until it's room temperature or I blow cold air over it. Mm-hmm. See, I do the same thing, but I made um, an aluminum plate clamp thing where I took like a really cheap uh, woodworker's vise and um, some aluminum blocks that were maybe an inch thick by a foot and a half by, I don't, I think it was either five or six inches wide. And uh, basically, I just uh, drilled and tra- tapped those holes so that you could just attach that to the woodworker's vise so that yeah. I do the exact same thing. I pull it out of the forge, dunk it in. I shoot for about eight seconds and then put it in the uh, clamp to bring it down straight. Um, I find that if you have minor warps coming out, it, it straightens it right out perfect. And if you have bad yep. warps, it turns them into minor warps, which you can straighten out with a you know a straightening jig in or a um, in temper shim shim temper in the uh, temper cycle. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've since I've started using that clamping process, I've never had to throw away a knife because the warp is too bad. Uh, same here, and and my warping, I used to get you know banana chips and stuff all the time. It, you know, just it was a problem, um, 
and it was because I, you know, I was working with A2 and I was working thin and, you know, not, not clamping during the quench cycle. Mm -hmm. And that, um, doing the plates like that is just, it's been a game changer. It just, I'm almost everything comes out nearly perfectly straight, no matter what I'm working on, even AEBL, which is notorious for warping. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you how effective this is. I am currently working on a fillet knife that the thinness is is 0.8 millimeters thin. So it's 0.03 inches thin. And I made that thing super straight out of and that now system. You, out of, you out didn't of, heat treat it that thin though, right? Yeah, did I you did. Heat treat it? Did yes, you heat I did. treat it at that thin? Yeah. And you didn't get any warps? <laughs> I mean, I had a minor warp coming out. Um I did that quench cycle and put it in the aluminum plates and it had the most minor warp towards the tip, put a shim temper in it. And now it's perfectly laser straight. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's saying something. Cause that's really thin. That's crazy. Like that's like wafer thin. It's wafer thin. I almost, I almost wonder if it's going to be too thin for a flay knife. You know, it's going to be like almost too bendy, but first time working with that thin of material and it, Hey man, it worked and I'm working, well, I'm going out of a forge. So, I mean, it can't be that bad. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I, I have filleted hundreds of fish and the more flexible the knife, the, obviously sharpness matters too, yeah. but the the more flexible the knife, the better the fillet. Mm-hmm. So, because you want, you know, fish are bony, right? And you mm-hmm. got to get up and, and you got to almost like turn that, um, turn that knife into like a, a spoon, you know, mm-hmm. like a cu- a cupped uh, uh, surface so that you can get in and r- let the blade ride on that center bone. And as you're, you know, drawing it through, if you don't have flexibility, you're leaving meat on the bone, on the right. carcass. So I think you're going to have success with it. I, I really do. <laughs> it's almost going to be scary to grind this thing because I feel like it's going to like turn into a wet lasagna noodle trying to grind it. Well, I would say just put an edge on it, right? I mean, yeah. it, you're at, you're that's a, that's all you need now. It's so thin that I can't imagine I'm going to put too much of a primary bevel on it. Speaking of edges, uh, you sell over at TR Maker sent me his uh, sharpening system. Mm-hmm. How's yeah, that? Have you seen that? Uh, it's it's good. I, I've I so my neighbor, <clears throat> my neighbor next door. He's a young guy. He's in high school. He watches a YouTube channel. I think he listens to the podcast. I know his mom listens to the pop- podcast. And um, he has this um, S35VN butterfly knife with okay. a really heavy belly. So Ooh. more towards the tip, it kind of swoops up. Like if you can imagine where it's attached to the handle, it kind of swoops in concave. And then it's like almost like a miniature uh, karambit or something. It's It just looks, Ooh, it's that, it's that. Uh, yeah. So he brings it to me cause he dropped it on concrete mm. and he had paid a lot of money for this knife. It was like a, it was like a one-off or a, a very minimal run from a very famous, uh, butterfly knife maker. Wow. And, uh, he felt terrible, obviously that he had chipped the, the cutting edge and he asked me if I could repair it. And I, and I said, um, yeah, I, th- I think I could. Uh, but the chips were pretty significant. They were like a millimeter and a half, like almost two Ooh. millimeter chips. Ooh. So like the entire right. edge had to be reworked. And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, I can't do that with a belt. It, no. it just, it would, because of the curvature of that blade, it would be nearly impossible to get that belt to ride and not gouge, 
you know, another portion of mm-hmm. the blade. So I, I contacted you and I said, Hey, I want to try your system. And of course he sent me one. So, um, I had him come over to the house. We assembled the the system and it's these, they're, they're like maybe three quarters of an inch wide, uh, stones, you know, mm-hmm. on a, on a, it's basically a file guide. Sure. And, uh, but it's a, it's a fancy one where you can spring loaded. So you can turn the blade. You don't have to do a lot of like messing around. Wow. Nice. It took the chips right out. Like I had him set up in like 30 minutes. I had the blade back to, uh, you know, razor sharp, uh, cutting paper and everything else. So, um, really impressed with that device. So wow, thanks to Cell for sending that over from all Maybe the way I'll from Maybe I'll have Turkey. to go ahead and, uh, contact him and get one, uh, get one bought for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're, it's, you know, I mean, I'm going to use it to repair and sharpen blades that, mm-hmm. that I, you know, if I'm putting an edge on a blade, I'm like fader, man. I, I just, I like a belt. Yeah. I can put an edge on a belt or edge on a blade with a belt very quickly. It takes no time. This device is something like I could keep at the house. Like if I, if I needed to um, sharpen a blade, say I'm cooking or something and I need to, I could throw that knife into that thing real quick and get it sharp. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, go out and check out his stuff. And also his, um, I'm still a huge fan of his knife bevel jigs. Yeah. I mean, his be- bevel I use it awesome. in every single, well, I guess I can't quite say every single knife, but every knife that I'm not forging, I use that bevel jig. So yeah, it's totally worth it. I love that thing. Yep. Yep. Good stuff over at TR maker. So, all right. Well, listen, Hey, Ben is, uh, he fell off the face of the earth. I'm going to call it a show. What do you think? Sounds good, man. It's been a good gotta, show on I my gotta, end. I got to tell you, Brian, it has been fantastic having you on the show, and I appreciate you as always. I want you to know that um, on a regular basis, I'm thinking of new ways of busting your balls <laughs> and also giving you new and interesting nicknames. There we go. Um, but I have, I have yet to... Uh, come up with anything better than sharp santa sharp santa is my favorite so far really looking forward to december this year yeah because i think we're gonna do some really great stuff dude we'll have to do uh, a live that. stream and i'll uh i'll uh have to play that up maybe get a santa hat or something oh definitely yeah i think so and um also uh let's not forget that this is the 69th episode <laughs> of work for it just in case um, you forgot so make sure that you um you know, smash that uh, follow button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And then also, if you if you're so inclined, go over to patreon.com forward slash work for it and, you know, donate a dollar a month or whatever. It's 12 bucks a year. It supports what we do. And you know what? We might be able to generate. I think we made like 20 bucks this month in ad revenue. Oh, wow. And and we can um, we could. uh you know, do these live streams again. If ben, it's so funny that we were saying that Ben's internet's all back and, <laughs> and up and running and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! Before we go, um, I know last um, last episode you were talking about wanting to get like a walkthrough, like a you know, this is my shop video. Is that still yeah. in the works? It's in the works. I started okay. doing it. Um, I didn't finish, and uh, yeah, I, God. That here I'm in a little bit of a predicament. Mm-hmm. So, I you know building out this new space and deciding to kind of do a lot of the work myself has really shifted my focus to, to just getting that finished. And it's because I need money. So, um, I am in a position where I need to generate like some significant funds in the next say couple months. 
And those those funds are going to come in terms of me possibly selling a piece of my real estate holdings in Naples. Gotcha. And I got to get out of this shop. So like it's the, you know, I'm going to sell one of these units. I'm not going to sell them both, but I'm going to sell one of them. But you have to and do a walkthrough before you can sell it just it, so that you have that documented. Exactly. Well, that's just it before I move too. So I'm right. trying to get the new space up and functional and the electrical is a big part of it. Paint will be a big part of it. Um, and then putting in the loft will be the, the last thing we do. <clears throat> and then, but as soon as that's done, then the move will start. Well, I also have to, I'm in a particular challenge, which is coming up in, mm-hmm. in October mm-hmm. and I have to finish that as well. So I'm like filming <laughs> that process too. So I got like many irons in the fire. So I had to kind of make a decision. Ha ha. I'm already done with that. I know. <laughs> Screw you. I don't know how you're finished already. I mean, uh, sh- shush, we, we can't talk about it, you know? No, it's, no. It's but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? I do. Hush, hush, I do. Yeah. I do. So, but that's going to be huge, by the way. So, oh my gosh, um, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, there's some big names in this one. Yeah, like this big Brian names. Cone guy. Big names. There's B Cone Knives. We got B, <laughs> we got B, B Cone Knives. We got Dennis Tyrell and yeah. uh, all the all the same character. A lot of the same characters from the first round, but then now we're working on a second challenge. So this yeah. is and a lot of big. I think what happened was that got so much attention. That all these other bigger YouTubers wanted to get involved, yeah, so sure. that made uh, that made it uh, extra spicy. Yeah, so, which is cool. good. It's cool. Speaking of YouTube videos, um, I I love how I had said that I'm going to be releasing a video every single week, and then literally right after that, that's last Saturday, I didn't release a video. So <laughs> yeah, me and you were brothers, we're twins. <laughs> twinning, yeah. as I, they say. I mean, in the good stuff and the bad, apparently, but. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I have I today I sat down and re edited it because I I did it all up. I sent it off to Kyle. He gave me a couple tweaks. I did more. And I went to upload it to uh YouTube and it just wouldn't work and like things were dropping and I was having issues with it. So today oh. I finally re edited it with, you know, a little bit of help and hey, it's ready to go. So I'll be dropping it on Saturday. Nice, nice. I like it. So have yeah. you seen uh, uh any uh, difference when you drop a video on a Saturday versus any other day? Um, I mean, I'm so small at this point that, you know, everything's yeah. very negligible. Whether gotcha. whether I get, you know, 99 views or 102 views, you can't really tell what's what the variable is. So, um, but yeah, so this video is going to be like a quicker, I think it's sub six minute video where I'm making uh, little Damascus keychains that I'll be making to sell. Um, the idea is, you know, having a little bit smaller project still handmade that, you know, people can support my small business without dropping a couple hundred dollars on a knife. So sure. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. got I've got a video where I'm making a couple of those. And then in this batch, I don't know if you saw in the first post I dropped, um, I, I did an entire I think 19 or 20 of them to add to it. So I'll have a bunch ready to go by Saturday. Hey, awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, man. That Making moves. Making moves. You are you are crushing it. Trying to. Trying to. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it in my shop. Well, I think, yeah, I think we gotta I I, I have to edit this thing and then I gotta get out the door and uh, I'm gonna try to have a date night with my wife because hey. it's her birthday week this week. So she Hey, happy birthday to Sarah. Yeah. So yeah, she's uh she's another revolution around the sun as I like to say and <laughs> and she's doing um she she works so hard. And she's like one of those types of people that 
doesn't ask for anything, mm-hmm. like does not want for anything. She's just such a like frugal person. And so I got her some fun gifts this year. Great. So this, this would be fantastic. kind of fun. So yeah. So her birthday. So if you see her out online and you know, you want to say it's this Saturday is her birthday, but we celebrate the whole week. This That's week. awesome. We're celebrating. So, well, she was so kind on my birthday. She, she did a whole graphic and sent it on, on my Facebook. I know uh, she oh really my, likes how you. How kind is that? How kind? That's just, that's awesome. I, I very much appreciate that. She, she asks me like every other day, how's Brian doing? Oh. How's he doing? I'm like, I don't know. I don't talk to him every day. What do you what do you think? She's like, oh, I thought you I thought you guys I'm like, yeah, no, we just we talk on the podcast. But, you know, like we you know, during the week, you and I are busy. Sometimes we talk on the phone. I'll I'll call you and just bullshit and bust your chops or whatever. But yeah, no, she she really likes you and Ben. She's, you know, always asking about both of you guys. But she really um, wanted you to have a good birthday. So, well, I very much appreciate that. And all of you out there listening, go ahead and send either through Brian or if you happen to know Sarah, send her a happy birthday because she deserves it. She does deserve it. She does deserve it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Work For It podcast. Next week, same bat time and same bat channel, you can find the Work For It podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. We appreciate you listening. And as always, we hope you have a good working week. My name is Brian House. And, this and I'm Brian Cohn. Let's get out of here. Brian Cohn. We got to get out of here. All right. See you later. (laughs) See you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Adios. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, we lost Ben. Ben. We don't know where you are, Ben, but we know you're out there somewhere smiling (laughs) upon us from Idaho, waving down from the mountain Mountain of potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Bye. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.